0: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Hoyt Hunting Podcast. This week I've got my cohort from Hoyt over here, Hoyt Marketing Manager, Jeremy Eldridge. And our special guest today is the man who has the unique title of having taken the biggest whitetail ever. And for those of you who listened to our Justin Gordon Podcast a while back, who happened to be the man who took the biggest mule deer ever with a bow that doesn't apply here to our, our guest today. Luke Brewster has taken the largest whitetail ever taken with any weapon (laughs) with a Hoyt bow. And there's only two whitetails in the Boone and Crockett record record books that score higher than Luke's. Buck, and both of those were deadheads that were found. Um, so it, it's a pretty big honor, pretty big privilege to have you on here today, buddy. How are you doing? And and just so that those listening at home know, we've got video of each other on this podcast that we don't. Uh, it, it, we don't record the video. We just have it so that. We can see each other when we're getting ready to talk and things like this. And right behind Luke right now, me and Jeremy are looking at the biggest whitetail ever taken. (laughs) And it's 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 almost a little bit distracting. (laughs) But Luke, it's good to have you on, brother. Um I was just uh I was just listening before we started recording. To what you were talking about, you were, you are setting up the room that you're in right now as your as your trophy room, and that you're in the middle of a move. Is that right?
1: Yes, yeah. So, with the uh, housing market the way it is right now, is just a good time to 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 put the the house old house on the market and buy a new one. So we ended up doing okay. that, and just been pretty hectic for like the past like two and a half months, just constant getting things ready renovations getting the old house ready right so so.
0: well you you said that your wife is your your wife is pregnant so you're doing most of the uh heavy lifting and moving the boxes right now is that correct
1: yes and uh, my second daughter shall be born in december as well my first daughter was born december 8th so uh yeah march is a pretty scary time
0: for me (laughs) <laughs> <of the woods.
1: laughs> You're you not <laughs> doing a lot
0: of turkey hunting. No, I, I go in the rut around uh,
1: uh, March. So.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. So, is are those your only two? Is the two yeah. little girls?
1: Yep.
0: Right on. And where do you guys live?
1: Uh we moved uh we, we're living in Prince William uh Virginia but we moved back to Fauquier which is the county next to it it's a little boring. We're oh little okay. rural,
0: So What part of I when I was in the Navy I was stationed in Norfolk and it, uh out there in Virginia in the Shenandoah Mountains right. is where I first cut my teeth hunting yep. whitetails. Um yep. I was Born I was raised in Colorado um and grew up hunting mule deer primarily and got a got a pretty big education chasing those deer in the Shenandoah. So where where in Virginia is that?
1: I am Northern Virginia. It's about like maybe an hour from DC. So okay. I, I okay. do a lot I do a lot of fishing out there on the Shenandoah lost molly fishing so i definitely right. know about those
0: those uh, mountain deer white tails that are over there in the yeah shenandoah yep yeah. yeah we had we had a lot of fun friend friend of a uh, friend of mine and i uh almost froze to death in a pop-up camper we had rented from the military yeah. <laughs> out there in the shenandoahs <laughs> like it's a it's a different kind of cold out there than it is here in colorado that humid cold is is something else
1: yeah i actually do a Um, lot of uh public land hunting at quantico i don't know if uh, you ever hunted up towards that way but quantico is a great place to go bow hunting it's pretty much set up the same way as like the illinois deer season you know there's only like two weekends of of uh shotgun or muzzle loader so you see a lot more deer there than you do other, other places
0: well we're talking decades ago buddy i can't remember exactly where i was i don't know if i was right near quantico or not but i remember it was it was beautiful country um and we were hunting public land up there as well but so this this buck that you've got behind you did not come from virginia No, (laughs) so uh uh it's an illinois buck um how long have you been hunting illinois
1: uh, when I first picked up a bow, actually, is like the first uh, or second year after I started archery hunting, and um, yeah, it's uh, I, have, I honestly haven't been hunting that long. I might, I grew up fishing a lot with my dad, and he used to muzzle load hunt when I was younger, but I never made it out there with him. And then after I got out of the Marine Corps, I uh picked up a rifle and went hunting with a buddy, and then uh. A little bit later, I decided, you know, I should probably get into bow hunting, give me a little bit more access to, to you know, different properties, because I was just hunting public land and trying to get access on private. So I went to an archery shop and picked up a bow, a few, a few different bows, a few different brands, just to see what they were about, and ended up going with the Hoyt. I liked it the best. And then, um, Well, good deal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, how long have you been bow hunting then? Just, I mean, four or five years, or seven or eight, ten uh, years? I mean, what's it since the, like two thousand? Was it
1: thirteen or fourteen?
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Man, man, that is, and and you killed this in two thousand eighteen. So you were like yeah. your fifth year bow hunting. You took the largest whitetail ever.
1: Yep. Yeah it's crazy i, 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 I never I hate even, you already luke i mean i never even crossed my
0: mind yeah, <laughs> I yeah. never even crossed my mind and oh.
1: ever get the opportunity so it was just when i when i shot it i was just like i don't even care what this is so, you know i was just I was happy to put a, a deer of that caliber down or to get a shot yeah. at one, much right. less see one
0: you know so so yeah. what did, did you have any idea that this deer was there
1: yeah we've had pictures of him in the past uh what was it, four four years so we've we've watched him grow up um it wasn't until like two years ago or two years prior to when I shot him was we knew he was you know we were actively chasing them
0: did you have a name for him
1: yeah my uh my honey buddy justin he uh his i think his his one of his sons named him Muf- Mufasa
0: mufasa <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right on yeah that's a pretty apropos name for that deer actually because he's got kind of a mane of antlers yeah. um and so when you guys uh, were
2: hunting, oh sorry go ahead Danny.
0: no go right ahead germ
2: well i was just gonna ask you luke when you guys you know realized you know who the, this buck was there and you actively started hunting him you hunted him for a couple years were, were you guys holding out for him or did you go ahead and tag out you know just to, to fill your tag anyway and and didn't uh yeah, just, I'm I mean, wondering what your strategy was on how you finally got to him
1: well pretty much it was just if you know if you crossed our path and you know if we got the opportunity then we would but um, it wasn't until that year's when or the last year or the 2018 is when we were actively like we are Dead side on if I'm not shooting any other deer, but him.
0: Okay. So. Right. Right. Within yeah. Years, we,
1: we, the two years prior is just kind of you know if he shows up, he shows up. But still, we, you know, put an arrow in any mature yeah. deer.
0: Yeah. What so. What did he look like before this? Like in those prior two years? I mean, how many how many official <laughs> or how many points officially did he have when he was scored?
1: Thirty-nine.
0: Thirty-nine. So, w- was he? Was he something similar to this the two years before, or did he really blow up that year?
1: Uh, he put on close to a hundred inches from the year prior. Oh.
0: Holy, Holy smokes! smokes. Yeah, <laughs> he had he had a lot sure. of he
1: had quite a few flyers coming off that 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 left side, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like how it is now. I mean, it was it was. Enough to get your, your you know, your your heart pumping if you saw them. So it's just, sure. it wasn't like it was how you see him right now.
0: Oh my goodness. So what, he was a 39 point and what was his official net score? Net was
1: uh, 327 and one eighth or seven
0: eighths. Oh and then Lord.
1: gross was 337 and one eighth.
0: Oh my Lord. That's oh, <laughs> Stupid. Um, that's it, crazy. That's bigger than almost every elk I've ever shot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's I know, crazy. That's,
1: I was planning on going out to Idaho this year, but I've got, you know, kind of got in the way. So uh, yeah. I, I'm going to yeah. have to put that to, to next year. Wow. Jeez.
2: So you've shot other good bucks, too. I mean, I you've sent me a few pictures over the past couple of years. It's not like, you know, this was a one-time wonder for you. I mean, it, it is a one-time wonder. It's a 327-inch yeah. buck. But, but you've shot other good bucks. I mean, you yeah, have. Yeah, this past season. I shot really yeah, yeah a good farm, you Yeah. Let me go grab it real quick. It's right over here.
1: This is the one I shot last season. And I didn't get them officially scored yet, but it's definitely. Oh, my yeah. Gosh, he's a stud. dude.
0: Hey, if you want to go elk hunting, you can come with me. Okay? Yeah. We can figure something out here. I, um, I, just did lucky hey, I don't know. Now the listeners can't can't see what you just showed us, but that had a huge drop time on the right antler. So he, is he a base 10?
1: Yeah, yep.
0: A base oh, 10 man. with twos, threes, and fours that look like they're all pushing 12 inches or better and just a monster huge deer
2: mass tons of mass
0: yeah tons yeah, of mass deer just, look, just look on the nest next pickup that you see with a uh, a, a white tail bumper sticker on it and it, this is one the, this is like <laughs> it looks like a bumper sticker deer yeah this is wow. from the same farm
1: luke yeah it's actually i it shot him about uh maybe 100 yards from where i shot the world record so i remember, right on I wow 100 yards away from it.
0: wow yeah. that is a that, that's a stud too um no. so i talked to did,
2: you oh sorry go ahead Dan.
0: did you know what this deer was when you we're going after him that year. Did you Did you have a feeling that this thing might push the world record or shatter, demolish the world record as it ended up doing? No,
1: not at all. I, was, I didn't even cross – well, I did cross our minds. You know, he was, you know, something that's special, but we didn't think, you know, he would ever get close or touch the any kind of – I mean, maybe – uh, some of the records but not the top record you know We never, right, never I, right i didn't even think about it i didn't even care because you know i just wanted to cal- deer that caliber you know I wanted wanted to yeah. put a tag on him so
0: you you just knew he was spectacular yeah that was yeah. about it yeah didn't really yeah. care about
1: the score or anything i just liked his uni- uniqueness i guess
0: yeah oh he's he's unique all right (laughs) yeah (laughs) jeremy what were you gonna ask him
2: well uh, i was just saying um a couple weeks ago when i was talking to you luke you were you were on your way out there to illinois so um i know it's a place you guys put a lot of work into and, and try to make it something special sounds like it's paying off i mean you got the world record buck followed up by the drop time buck and and uh, I guess we'll see what this year brings. I know you'll, as busy as you are, I know you'll make time to get out there because how could yeah. you not? But yeah. um, are, are you seeing some good stuff on your cameras this year?
1: Uh, Yeah, there's a few good deer in the around the vicinity where, I'm, where I hunt. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, i probably make it out for maybe, like, maybe, I don't know, a weekend or two. Just kind of split them up. Like, like I said, I got a million things going on right now
0: yeah he might have to settle for like a 170 this year or something jeremy (laughs) (laughs) yeah that'll be tough that'll be tough (laughs) yeah man um so tell us a little bit about how this went down like when did you when were you able to get out there in 2018 uh to your to your lease there in in illinois and how long did you hunt him and how'd it go down
1: uh, so I left. I left here in Virginia on um, uh, November first, and got out there on the second, and met up with my buddy Justin. We went and uh, checked some cameras, and discussed uh, Mufasa and strategy, and and uh, you know Mufasa. Has, I love that. Yeah, and, and discussing look. some of the stand changes that that, that were made out there, and, and uh, yeah, the next day, I uh, know I got out there. I left. I got out there on the first. I hunted the first. The first time I hunted was on the second, and hunted that morning. You I got out there on the first. Right. I'm sorry. it's kind of screwed that up. Got out there on the first. Yeah. Uh, checked cameras with my buddy Justin and I started doing some prep, getting my gear out, getting ready to hunt the next day on the 2nd. And uh, that night we were discussing stands where we wanted to go for the morning morning hunt. Uh, I chose a stand that was on my property. Well, it was, yeah, my property. And it was kind of farther away from, from, you know, where we had pictures of Mufasa at. And I didn't want to, because my, the guys I home with, they they put in a lot of work and time and, and, the, uh and with the stands and, and just the property in general. So I kind of didn't want to, sure. you know, intrude, I guess you could say. I mean, I don't know. So I right. You were, them. so you were
0: giving them
1: the I better. Was I wasn't pressing was for, for the, for the, the hot stand right now, right then when I first right. got there. So just kind of went, went with the flow. And, uh, yeah. I ended up choosing the stand on my property and it was, uh, I didn't see much, just a few days, like three, three or four days I came through, uh, to a bedding area and, uh, we all decided to get down around uh what was it 10 10 30 and go get some breakfast so went uh, to a main street cafe and got some got some food and i think justin had to go do some some stuff at his house and i think ron had to knock out something with work and then uh, i decided i was going to get back in the stand and so we all uh, later on, we texted each other where we we're gonna go, and I chose a stand that was about I don't know, maybe a mile south of where we had pictures of them, where mm-hmm. the, we we're all you know wanting to sit the most. So I chose a stand about a mile south of, of where we had pictures from, and uh, you know I, it's a good creek bottom. It's a it's a, it's a a lot of deer pass through there. It's a perfect uh, pinch point, and. I knew that a lot of bigger deer uh, come comes uh, rolling in through there. So I got to this stand, and I, you know, I didn't think he would show up, but he obviously did. Uh, yeah, I guess we, I'll, I'll start off by saying that that morning he, we had pictures of him. Heading down south, uh, we checked the trail cameras later after I shot them, and ended up seeing the daylight pictures of them that morning heading down there, to go bed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, It's I got I got to the tree stand, and I was you know I was sitting there. It was good. It was a northwest wind, so mm-hmm. my wind was blowing right towards the uh, the embankment, and so they they wouldn't really sent me until they got, you know, right in my, uh, in your lap. Right. So they, uh, yeah, there wasn't too much going on. I sat there for a few hours. Uh, it must've been like three or four hours and wasn't saying anything. And I uh, looked over to my East. Um, I saw two does there, they're starting to move in. And I pulled out my binoculars and I was watching them and they're kind of acting a little a little uh, tweaked out there, just a little nervous, you know, bobbing their head and high-stepping. And I thought maybe they are <coughs> winding me because the wind was swirling a little bit. And they, they uh, kept moving in and I lost them through the thicket and I brought my binos down. And next thing I know, I'm seeing this bush walking walking uh from west to east (laughs) coming in on me and i'm just i look over and i I was like holy it's him and i couldn't remember his name i was just so dumbstruck by what i was seeing i just uh, i was like all right i gotta do something (laughs) i gotta do something don't be a little and so i reached up and uh i slowly grabbed my bow and and started getting ready, and when I first got to the tree stand, I actually started range finding some uh, spots that, you know, I could reference for when I you know, when the time came that I was going to shoot. Right. And I actually saw a scrape uh, 26 yards away, and so I, I ranged that and kept that in the back of my mind, And and I figured the way he was moving, he was going to come and hit that scrape, so I just... Picked up my bow and waited for him to stop. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make any noise. To, I didn't uh, uh, bleep, at, bleep at him to get him to stop or anything. So uh, I waited for him to get to the scrape. He stopped there and started looking the branch. And, and by that time, oh I gotten, gosh, by that time I had gotten full draw and I'm kind of shooting through like some some vines that were kind of in my path. So I was kind of like threading the needle a little bit and i didn't look at his head i didn't look at his rack very very hard when he's well when he was stopped there i was just focused on his body that's where all the attention was going he's picking a spot and focusing on that but probably smart yeah yeah definitely
0: so well there are some guys who when they're thrust into a situation like that who get icy steely cold And there are some guys who are shaking so hard that they're shaking the whole tree stand and the whole. And unfortunately, I am one of the ones who when it gets into a situation that is, you know, uh, a a big one like you were in right there, my whole tree is shaking. That's just my personality. And I don't know whether it's I put my pressure, put the pressure on myself that way. But I'm I'm one that gets some anxiety right then. Um,
2: yeah. you get what was out you? of turkeys, dude. I've seen you oh, shaking at a turkey coming in. I can't imagine if that buck came in for you, dude. I know. I know. Oh, I can't
0: I, I can't help it. Uh, <laughs> and you know, it, it's especially bad when I've got to see something come for a long time. You know what I mean, or yeah, or yeah, we're all amped up. Exactly right. You know, I, I've said it on this podcast before. I'm much better when something happens really quickly. Yeah. and exactly it's like happens. I I don't I don't have time to think. Mm-hmm. I I've just got to pick up the bow and I've got to execute. Otherwise, this thing is going to walk away. I'm decent in those situations. So when you were in this situation, where where were you yeah. at mentally?
1: It- uh, well, to be honest, I killed them like a million times in my head. I just kept thinking yeah. about the situation. After I saw the pictures of them uh, yeah. in, in, in uh, October, uh, ever since I, I saw those pictures, I killed them every every night in my head. So I ran through it over and over and over and just kind of mentally prepared that way. And I think that helps right. just fantasizing about, you know, how things are going to go down, how you're going to handle it, what you're going to do, just going through the process over and over in your head. and That's the easiest way to calm your nerves. So that way when it does happen, even when you're practicing shooting, and, you know, shooting target outside, uh, just going through the motions and, and just, you know, visually going there, even though it's a box target, just think it's the biggest deer, you know, close your eyes, just think about it and just go through the motions of it. And
0: that'll well i will go try that listening. this afternoon
1: yeah, Just <laughs> seriously just visualize how, how you think it'll go down and, and you know yeah and eventually when you know you get a deer on your farm that's the biggest caliber you know you'll, you'll mentally be there you'll be ready for it
0: so did you uh did you did you make a pretty good shot on him
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's uh it was a complete. The broadhead completely passed through, but not the arrow. So when he took off, he snapped it off inside of him. And uh what I saw was when he took off was the knock into the arrow pinwheeling. And I thought I hit, you know, his, uh, his, uh, his shoulder blade, scapula, whatever. And mm-hmm. I was, I thought I, you know, I just made the the worst shot I could have made was, you know, an arrow that didn't. Uh, do significant damage, so uh, right. So, I felt a little sick to my stomach that I had possibly wounded him when he took off. And the fact that there wasn't too much blood, uh, when uh, the first 20 yards well, probably about like 10 or 12 yards, 212 yards is just a spot here, spot there. So, couldn't see anything through yeah. my blindness when I was waiting in the stand. But once he jumped over the creek. It just completely opened up, and it was a huge red carpet all the way through.
0: So he took <laughs> off and left your sight. He he yep. didn't die within sight.
1: He, so, he would have, but there's there's a little bit of a thicket in the way, so I didn't get to see him fall. Right. But if the you know if a lot of those, uh, that thicket wasn't there, I would have seen him. He didn't go very
0: far. But your nerves with you not being exactly certain about the shot right off the bat and thinking that you might have hit shoulder blade, there might have been a concern about penetration, uh, I would assume that your nerves were a whole lot worse immediately after the shot than they were right when he was coming in then.
1: Yes, correct. It was at that, that <laughs> time after the shot, it did hit me, and I had to sit down. And, and I was pumped. And you started second-guessing everything. You're like, oh, man, did did I make a good shot? You know, You start second-guessing, you start – trying to look for clues, you know, like, you know, everything will be all right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Was that the first time you guys, anyone had seen him on the hoof?
1: No, actually, uh, Justin, he had shot at him the year prior at 43 oh, really? or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, his arrow deflected off a branch and, and, uh, he, the, I mean, Foster, I guess, he just walked off, and he didn't He didn't get scared. He didn't take off like he knew, or, you know, danger was there. He just kind of walked off and took it as a limb was falling down off a tree, so.
2: Wow. But then from that year to the year you shot him, he put on 100 inches. Yeah. Had anyone <laughs> seen him on the hoof that year? Uh,
1: I think maybe the outfitter uh, uh, across the field, they – they said they had a guy who was pretty shaken up, and they didn't believe what he was saying um, when he was describing <laughs> the deer. But he was, he was too far for the guy to 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 get a shot on shot at him. So he was just like, so he, the, uh, it it's like he'd seen a ghost. So an outfitter, at, yeah
2: yeah an outfitter nearby the outfitter didn't know the deer was there but his client came back and said i well, saw this buck you guys would never believe it
1: they knew that because uh, they had his sheds from two years two years prior before i shot him. okay so they had him when he was just uh pretty typical he had a few little kickers uh but back then yeah they had they picked up his shots from from two years prior so they knew a big big deer was there i don't know if they had i don't yeah. think they had any pictures of them like this no they didn't actually
0: <laughs> oh man oh, man dude well one of the most painful things is just any time that you hear that the neighbor shot your target buck yeah but what's it got to be like when the na- when when the when you hear the neighbor shot your target buck and it's the
1: the As new all-time outfit. world
0: record with every single yeah i know and you're an outfitter like oh man that yeah. guy must have been just really feeling it yeah. um so how how long did you wait till you uh actually followed the blood trail up on him you wait for your buddies to get there or uh they were both out kind of dealing with other things it sounds like they, um, actually,
1: they had actually gotten in the stand uh about like an hour or hour and a half after i did so they were up there waiting yeah. for him and uh where we had pictures of them uh most recently you know so they they yeah they, they were both sitting pretty it was kind of like a uh, a gauntlet if you were to go through there at that time
0: so yeah <sighs> well thank goodness your buddy justin missed him the year before Yeah, you're ever going to be grateful <laughs> grateful so, about your buddy missing one that's when yeah. uh so did did both of them cruise over there to you before you really took up the blood trail or did you go at it could you could you not stand it and get down and go before they got there
1: yeah i couldn't take it i waited a half an hour and i got <laughs> i got down and i said i'm gonna well I said, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to get down and I'm going to look for a little bit of, you know, where I shot him, see if I can see any blood. And then if I don't see anything, then I'll just go back to my truck and I'll come back in like an hour or two hours, something like that. And I get down there and I can't take it. And I'm I'm looking (laughs) for blood and I see a spot here and I screw it. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep pushing. And so I I started walking. My, uh, my, is." My contacts were drying out, and so I was like rubbing my eyes, you know, feverishly looking for a blood trail, some something, any sign. And I'm rubbing my eyes, and I'm seeing all these a few little, a few little uh, ground spores, and and uh, I started following it, and then I lose blood. I I just uh, remembered where he took off, and so I walked over there, and I saw his hoof print, and like it's kind of a sandy bank. I saw his hood prim right there, and I was like, okay, he jumped across right here. And I just started scanning left to right, and there he was. He was right about, I don't know, 25 yards away.
0: Oh, before you even crossed the creek?
1: Right, yep. He was laying right there. Yeah, I guess it was about 30 yards, (laughs) yeah.
0: So I take it you crossed the creek and went over there and, and laid hands on him right then. Uh,
1: I uh, I knocked another area just to be safe, just play on the safe side. And I crossed the creek and started making my way over there. I didn't even follow the, the red carpet to him. I just, you know, he was just yeah. so close. It was pretty crazy. I walked over there I, and I just stood above him and I was just like, holy shoot. This is. So <laughs> I was like, "What did I just do?" And then, I, yeah, when I first yeah. got when I got to the creek, though, I, I texted the guys and told them I got eyes on them, so they were like, "Oh, they're congratulating me and everything." So, but they they got out of the stand shortly after and came helped me and checked them out and started taking pictures and talking about everything. But, yeah,
2: man. Yeah. I was kind of
1: in shock the whole time. Like, uh, I get a lot. Of, questions like why isn't your one of the big things is everyone was like why isn't he smiling why isn't he smiling He must have emptied his 401k for that and i was like <laughs> no, i was just you know, it's it's it seemed unreal it's like i was in a dream a bit so yeah it's just it yeah, didn't really I hit me until like the day after or, or whatever i don't know it was just i didn't really wrap my head around it so
0: now i would al- i would imagine that a lot of you listeners are going out right about now and you are, uh, Googling Luke Brewster buck so that you can get a look at this beast. Um, but for those who can't Luke, what, what was his greatest outside spread? Do you recall? Uh, let me pull it up real quick. It's, I mean, we're talking about a 39 point buck And he's named Mufasa because he literally looks like he has a mane that's blowing in the wind just like antler fire that is just going all over the place. And I, like when I saw it in person, I met Luke at the ATA show the year after he took this buck. And we had this buck. I was at the time working for Bowhunter Magazine, and we had this thing right out side of our booth and the the size of the area that this buck's rack consumes is just unbelievable and i can't i can't imagine being the guy who is walking up on that buck on the ground and seeing this the sheer size of what's laying off the ground and how far it had to be sticking up off the ground
2: <laughs> yeah and it just keeps i mean that's the type of buck that's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger yeah. the closer you get and you get your hands on it and i mean it's it would be impossible to take it all in it, immediately yes i mean
0: because it, it, when you're when you see this buck in person when you start walking around it and and looking at it from the side mm-hmm. angle and then the back angle And, and the other side, like there, there's just more and more and more that keeps popping up on you, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious what that greatest outside spread was on that thing it's got to be just astronomical and luke is looking for it right now luke if you can't find it don't worry about it right this second but
1: yeah sorry hmm. right, i'm a little unprepared i don't know uh, no it's a, that's okay <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. okay
0: i'll bet it's got to be shoot i'll bet it's got to be in the mid 30s to, to 40 inches somewhere and in they're just going off of memory um but uh that that must have been quite a feeling. So, when when did the guys get there?
1: They showed up about fifteen minutes after uh, I said I got eyes on them. So, I heard them walking down uh, down the embankment uh, to the where I was at the the, the creek bottom, and they came over and we met and gave me a hug and and. Uh, we went over and checked them out and they're just just as dumbfounded as i was and just called the neighbor because it kind of fell like on the property line so we just made sure everything was cool that we that you know just to, just to cover up every base because you know you don't yeah. want any hiccups with the yeah. deer this caliber
0: <laughs> sure so. absolutely but, well uh, that's yeah. uh That's pretty awesome. So how long was it until you started to figure out that not only did you have something just special here, but you had something completely out of this world? Uh, Who was the first one that said, man, that thing might that thing might push the world record?
1: Justin, he, uh, Justin and Ron, they both probably, uh, I think one of them mentioned it, you know, it could be once we finally put some tape on them later that night, we're just using like a piece of string we found in the bar and just started adding things up and like, we're like, think, uh, Justin's brother Brent is like, you know, that might be a, a record, a world record deer. And he's like, just by, because he's good just looking at, looking uh, at, at racks and just, and just measuring them, just just from looking at them, he was like, you know, you know, I think it could be, it could be something. And then yeah. later on that night, uh, a buddy posted a picture of it on on online, and it just spread like oh. wildfire. Just there, it went crazy. The internet went crazy, or the 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 hunting community. <laughs> it was just like bombarded yeah. by all, all kinds of messages and stuff. Yeah, the, the, greatest, uh, the the greatest spread is 30 and 4 eighths, 30 and a half.
0: Oh man, I thought it was more than that. But no, the, 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 I would yeah. I would say the front to back spread on him from the front tine to the very back tine is probably just as big. <laughs> you know, cuz there's yeah. so much sticking out the, so much the back on. and the side, man. I mean, it's just It's just everywhere. Um, Did he
2: have anything broken
0: off,
1: Luke? Yes, he did. So it was about, we have a picture we found online. Somebody had posted a picture of it, but it's uh, right here where the cluster is right here. There was a piece that was about six, it's about six inches long that had broken off right here. So it's coming down like this. Wow. Um, Yeah. So, if he had kept that, or if I had found it, then it would be the all-time world record found or killed.
0: Oh, oh my geez. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> to wow.
1: find that, it's like a needle in a haystack. So.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's amazing. That's the only thing he had broken off. It is yeah, amazing. After, actually, after
1: <laughs> after I had shot him, he'd, uh, he ran into a tree and broke off the big club right here. He had broken off this whole section. So I did mm. take that and and get it repaired after the uh, after the uh, after the uh, uh, the final scoring. Scoring, yeah, mm. yeah. Dang,
0: wow.
2: So his so his score doesn't take into account that club. It does.
1: It does. They they oh, okay. Yeah, they okay. changed the record a few years back, or a year, or two years, or a year prior. Okay just because if the deer it's more about respecting the animal it's not about the hunter it's about what the deer grew so if if, yeah
0: um, cool if you can find it it it, yeah yeah and it can be repaired and you can tell exactly where it was and what the length was then they will uh they will they will include it then
1: if you have the, if you have it and it's good match and they've inspected it, then then it'll count. If you if right. you find it, if it's broken off, um, if he's if he had it when you shot him, I guess. Or no, right. I guess you if if you uh, if you find it after he, he broke it off or yeah, before you shot him, then I guess he'd keep it too. I guess that'd be right as well.
0: Huh. Right. Wow. Wow. That is uh that is that is something else um so who was your first guy that did, did you happen to know the guy that scored it the first time that actually yeah, came that over was, and scored it with you uh
1: yeah well just like a grand score like just me and my buddies we, we,
0: no we, no we, no we, i'm talking your uh, first the your, yeah the initial score yeah. and you know whether it was a pope and young guy or boone and crockett guy because Whoever that scorer was when they came over there had to have been like, Oh, oh goodness gracious.
1: <laughs> it, well, uh, we didn't uh, when we took him, you're talking about the Pope and Young initial scoring?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. He so after I saw him, you know, you gotta wait uh, however long before you get him initially Six. scored, sixty days. Yep. Yeah, and so uh, I sent him pictures and stuff, and yeah, Tim Walmsley he's uh, he was the initial scorer. Um, he's out there in uh, Decatur, Illinois, and mm-hmm. um, so I sent him. I talked to his wife and uh, sent sent the pictures of him to him, and he he was just blown away. And then he, you know, he's looking <laughs> at it and he was just questioning how things are going to get scored and, and what will be counted for what. And yeah. It was the, uh, it, the, the brown time situation was the big thing. It was the, uh, mm-hmm. it was how they're going to score, you know, if it did have any brow times or cause a lot of it's uh, connected to the, um, the, the burrs. a lot of the, mm-hmm. uh, the points you see up there. So it was just right. a lot of things were, were up in the air until they got their hands on them.
0: So for our audience who doesn't anyone in the audience that doesn't understand how this works, if you if you take a Pope and Young or a Boone and Crockett animal that qualifies for the books, a scorer comes over, scores the uh, scores the animal for you, and then it goes in the books. However, if it is one that is pushing a world record or one that is going to get awards for being that scoring period, one of that scoring period's largest animals of the last, you know, however, I think with Pope and Young, it's every two years. I'm not sure about Boone and Crockett. Um, Then there is what's called panel scoring, and it will be taken in front of a panel of scorers so that all of them can agree on how this thing was scored by the initial scorer. And oftentimes, especially with a non-typical buck like this, where... Things like whether this is the Browtine or whether this is the Browtine or whether this is the G1 or the G2 or whether this is the G2, because there's so many points coming off of it, There there can be disagreements and the panel has to agree on it. So from the first time it was scored, Luke, till after the panel got done with it, and rescored it and you got your actual official panel score what was there a big discrepancy between those two numbers
1: (laughs) it grew it grew about seven inches so that was awesome Yeah, so the yes. initial scoring, he scored it very conservatively, just because right. he didn't want the same situation to happen with the uh, that happened to Mike Beatty when he got his yeah. you know, the previous archery world record. Um, yep. he didn't want the same thing happen there, so he scored it very conservatively, and even then, scoring it conservatively, it still took the took the world record, but. Yeah, going to wow. the, the panel scoring out in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, that was quite a drive for me. Right. So, once I got yeah. out there, that was like a day and a half of them scoring it. and It was scored for three hours of the first half of the – the, for the first three hours of the first day. And then it was scored all the next day, so – right
0: yeah
2: it was, uh, holy smoke took yeah, him a can, day and a half yeah. you
1: can't you can't be there for you can't sit in there um when they do the panel scoring so you're just kind of like in limbo like just wandering <laughs> around going to stores just browsing. It's like waiting for a baby to be born yeah you're just in the waiting room waiting for the
2: doctor to come tell you the news right yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well that's oh man that's pretty insane um Something like 96% of the hunters in our, in our country hunt white-tailed deer. Yeah. And uh, I think the second most popular big game animal next to white-tailed deer is, is elk. And I don't know what the statistic is. And my, even my bow hunting statistics are a little bit old. The last one that I had seen, something like 15 or 16% of the bow hunters in this country bow hunt elk. It might've grown since that time a little bit, but there's a huge disparity between how many people hunt whitetails and the second most popular big game species. So when someone takes a new world record whitetail, it is a huge deal. It is the biggest story that you can have in the hunting community is a new world record whitetail. Um, how have, what was it like when that bombshell landed on your head officially and how have things changed a little bit since then?
1: Uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, just getting, go, traveling as much as I had that, that first year is, is, you know, going to get scored and then going to different shows and just, it's been chaotic very chaotic and you know my daughter was just born so this past year i have just going of been spending a lot more time with her you know? right because that first year i'm just trying to knock things out get things done get, get you know get everything you know get the exposure and you know share with the community mm-hmm. you know the you know mufasa so
0: yeah right it's, it's all about right.
1: you know giving it giving them giving back to the community i like I like going to shows and meeting people and especially young kids because the youth is, is, is tomorrow. That's, that's going to be – they're going to be the future, you know. Sure. So, get, being able to talk to them and, you know, give them something to get, you know, excited about, you know, that's something yeah. that, that I think is probably the most rewarding thing.
0: Right, I got a right.
1: daughter, and she, she can't stand to be inside. She's always asking to go outside, always wants yeah. to be
0: outside. So. Well, and, you know, whenever you – i I've always told my kids that um, uh, nothing breeds discontent like success. <laughs> yeah. And you've got a certain number of people who will – shake your hand and congratulate you and tell you man that is spectacular might even ask for your you know your your signature on the uh on a photo of the buck or something like that probably have lots of them and then you've got especially online on especially on social media things like that these guys who uh, they just live to tear something like this down
2: yeah.
0: um and I, how you you don't ask for any of that you didn't ask for the attention um you you just took a buck that happened to be the biggest buck that anyone's ever taken how hard has it been for you to deal with some of that stuff that comes along
1: the negative stuff i mean it yeah it didn't bother me at first because i you know i know what i had done and i know what this i know you know i know what this deer is and i know it's so it didn't it didn't bother me at first. Then uh, I guess I don't know. Maybe a few months later, you keep hearing it. But there's a lot of good people that that stick up for you and, and yeah. the community, and they they kind of they they put a lot of uh, a lot of it to rest. And, yeah, you know, put, put a lot of a few, quite a few people in their place. But I mean, good. it just comes with the territory. Anytime you do something good, you're always going to get haters. So it just it is That's, what it is.
0: And just you're ready. exactly keep right. On.
1: Keep moving
0: forward and have fun. Yeah, it's a good attitude. It is a good attitude, and you're going to have to have it. Because literally, like I was saying, the the world record whitetail is going to get more attention, more publicity, more demands, more speculation, more than any other giant animal that you can take in the world, in the entire world um so I'm, I'm sure there's elements of it that you were totally unprepared for when when you first walked up to that deer man yeah. um I and I get I,
1: myself into.
0: yeah yeah like i remember meeting you at that ata show like i said and this is probably on day two or three because i don't think that you had that thing set up at our booth until day two or three that I I don't, I think the first place you might've had it set up was maybe at the Hoyt booth. I'm not sure. Um, but you had been talking to people for like three days
2: Yeah.
0: and you're a good, uh, you're, you're at least 10 years younger than me. And when I came walking up to you and, and sat there and talked to you and was shaking your hand, your eyes were just like, yeah, they they were they were the size of saucers. Like you were a little bit shell shocked. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. And and had just talked yourself into you know uh, a slight coma there yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> there were lines of people talking to you, man. Lines yeah. and lines of people. It's yeah. it's crazy.
1: It gets a little crazy at first, but it's fun. It, it, it's good stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. It's
1: definitely like a, a second job, so going to Yeah, I'll, show, bet it it, re- yeah. That, that, I'll bet that, it I, is Yeah. Re- I wasn't I was uh prepared for for shows. I didn't know what I was quite getting into, but it is definitely some work. You
0: know. Yeah. But yeah.
1: it's good. It's
2: good Do you still get a lot of requests to appear at shows with your deer? Yeah, I was We're supposed on. to
1: go yeah. to I made it to the Iowa Deer Classic and I was supposed to go to the Illinois, but the uh, governor uh, of uh, Illinois kanked all the uh, all the stuff because of it.
2: Uh, yeah, got canceled. Yeah.
1: So yeah. I guess next year it'll it'll be back on.
0: So, how has this affected w- where you hunt? How has it affected? I mean, I can only imagine the tidal wave of people. You know, when you when you have this thing scored, you got to you got to put out there a little bit about where the animal was taken and i mean has has it affected made it harder for you to hunt in your place Has it affected the neighbors and things like that
1: no not really i mean everything's pretty much been the same i mean there's been a lot more i guess property being being bought up in the in that area but you knew that was gonna happen. Uh, yeah. Most people they don't even you know score their deer um, or get them scored just because I don't know. It's it's just a name in a record book, but um, this one obviously we had to we had to put it out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I mean it just comes with the anytime any big deer shot anywhere there's always going to be people that you know have a little bit of money and, and ready to to go after a deer of that caliber
0: oh yeah yeah for sure for sure for sure so uh um, is your wife as proud of you as everyone else has been when it yeah. comes to this buck
1: yeah she's been uh, <laughs> she's been very good about you know letting me go out and do things even though uh, she kind of needs the help at home so yeah she's been really cool and understanding about it which is all I guess right she was pretty pumped about it too.
0: I'll bet she was, I'll bet she was, (laughs) and I'll bet, I'll bet some of the, uh, uh, some of the things that have happened since have been just as surprising to her as they have been to you, like, holy smokes, this is a lot from shooting one deer, yeah, well, that's awesome, man, that's awesome, Jeremy, you got anything else that you want to ask him about before we cut out of here, we're pushing right at about an hour.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, I just appreciate, Luke, that you made time. I know you're, you know, between the move and little your little daughter and your wife expecting. I mean, you got a million things going on, but uh, this is a fun time of year to talk whitetails. We're all wishing we were in the stand right now, and I guess if we can't be in the stand, we might as well talk about the world record whitetail that you shot, Thank so you. thanks for coming thanks on for and, and sharing your story with us.
0: Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, and I are are you getting to go out uh, to your spot in Illinois here pretty soon.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm trying to figure out dates. I mean, I already have two weeks of vacation. I had already marked off at the beginning of the year for uh, with work for me to uh, get off to go out there. Because I usually go out from the first uh, Veterans Day. I like to be in the stand on Veterans Day. It's just one yeah. thing. But uh, <clears throat> with everything that's going on, I might might have to just cut it down a little bit. So. We'll see. Well, it's just nice well, to get, get up in there and get in a tree and just, you know, light, life slows down and just at peace. So yeah. that's what it's about.
0: Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what you do this year after seeing a couple of what you've done <laughs> the last couple of years. Okay. Wow. Huh. Wow. Well, congratulations on it, brother. And uh, And for any of you that that uh that want to see what this buck looks like it's not hard to find um you google luke brewster buck and there are images galore that come up but uh it's been a privilege having you on um and we will talk to everybody hope to see you back or hear you back or you listen to us back on the next episode thanks for joining us
1: thank you thanks for having me